You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 126 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? I'm good. What have you been up to this week? Oh my God. I've had a busy week. I've had uh, Mm -hmm. some, not all nighters, but where I've worked probably till two or three in the morning and that's every morning. Wow. And um, you know how I don't like, I drink, I drink decaf, I don't drink real coffee. Yeah. But I had a, uh, a meeting with someone in the afternoon and I ordered a decaf and they gave me real coffee. So oh, bad, I didn't, bad. Sleep at, didn't sleep at all. Like, I'm I like, know. why am I so wide? And then I realized I've had real coffee and it really affects mm. me now. It's just like, oh, yeah. It, I cannot have coffee in the afternoon. I will be up all night if that happens for sure. Yeah. yeah it's, your mind's uh, racing and you're thinking absolutely. of a million things. I'm like, well, may as well just get up and keep working. So it's productive, but I'm sure you can't. <laughs> it's not that good for you. No, that's right. I've been having such late nights lately that last night I slept for, I think, 10 or 11 hours. That's uh, huge. <laughs> that's, yeah, because I guess my body needed it. As in mm. this morning you slept in. Yes, that's right. Because I can't um, imagine you like going to bed at 8 o'clock at night. No. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine you actually getting into bed before midnight. Yeah, that's ever. pretty accurate. Yeah, oh, no, ever. in winter I can. Yeah. yeah because, but you're you not know. asleep. You're watching Netflix. Oh, no. Yeah, I start off watching Netflix or YouTube or whatever. I know that's really bad, but. I do, I do enjoy it. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I, it's, I totally get what you mean. I've been up late as well. It must be just something in the air, Gina. Oh, that full moon as well. It's, the moon was very bright all sort oh, of the last week. Yes. Did you notice that? Or do you have blinds? No, I just didn't look out. You don't look <laughs> out. Just live in a bubble, don't you, Valerie? <laughs> You really do. <laughs> Sometimes I do, yes. But I'm very excited about this week's topic, Gina, yeah. which is about how to photograph nudes as art. Now, I must admit, it's this is something that I would be a little bit scared to do, even though, well, I'd be scared to do nudes, but I certainly am not scared to do, you know, shirtless guys, let's say, or, um, you know, not wearing a lot. But I'm just scared to go all the way in terms of photography. Mm. But before we get onto that topic, which I think is a really good topic, um, let's We've got some shout-outs. Now, yes. we have a shout-out from Benjamin King who posted this in the um, Facebook group for listeners. And if you want to join that Facebook group, it's free to join. Just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and uh, request to join. We'd love to see you because it's great having all of, you know, having listeners in the group, chatting to each other, chatting to us, seeing their photography, which is absolutely fantastic. And if you're new to the Facebook group, I know that it can be daunting and a bit scary to post your photography in there, but we really encourage you to do it. In fact, that's our challenge to you for this week. If you haven't posted anything before, please do. And maybe even just hashtag first time. We would love to see it. We'd love to see your photography because um, it's just so inspiring to see so many photographers and so many images from all over the world, isn't it, Gina? Yeah, and it's amazing. Uh, I, and it just, it, yeah, it blows my mind that the, the, the level of stuff that I see there is mm. fantastic. Well, you know, regardless of where you are in your journey, we just like to see 
the shots from your part of the world. You know, I certainly would. I'd like. I just love to see shots from your, your part of the world. It's um, where you're listening from. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it's always absolutely. exciting, and uh, like we're we're excited. We're having like one of the hottest summers uh, ever here in mm. uh, in Australia, and I know in Melbourne and Sydney, we've been just experiencing very very hot. Um, weather at the moment so I always get so excited when I see snow so anyone mm, in the northern yes you're posting pics which is just for them so like you know in mundane fact, that's every uh, day I'm gonna take the pressure off don't even think you need to post your best shot just post and forget about first t- hashtag first time just post hashtag where I'm listening I would yeah. love to see from what part of the world you're listening from and just to image it from where you're listening so hashtag where I'm listening to this podcast and um yeah put put it in the facebook group we'd love to see out the train now, window the gym yeah, uh, yeah the kitchen the over the dishes uh while you're doing the ironing vacuuming right. i was listening yeah. to podcasts i was all using the leaf blower today val my favorite because hmm. i like to use it and <laughs> pretend i'm lara croft okay but it just blows the leaves into another spot it doesn't val it, it does that's what a leaf garden blower beds does. and uh it's beautiful it's like this is my don't be not my, my Italian heritage. I need to have a clean driveway. It's okay. <laughs> Why don't you just rake it up? I can't. Okay. It's not the same. Okay. All right. I know I'll never understand the concept of leaf blowers. But anyway, we digress. Big shout out to Benjamin King, who posted, hi, everyone. Uh, and he says, I apologize for the long-winded post, <laughs> but, um, but it's not long-winded at all. And he said, I've been, relati- I've been a relatively quiet member of this awesome community since mid last year. However, my girlfriend and I were down in Melbourne over the weekend and randomly spotted Gina at a store in the CBD. I couldn't believe the odds now i believe that benjamin's actually from newcastle or somewhere yeah. is that right yeah so yeah. that's like 900 kilometers away or something like that so it's it is yeah i couldn't believe the odds either <laughs> so benjamin continues after having a good chat with her she encouraged me to be a little more vocal in the community so here i am at uh, at 31 years old he's 32 now Happy i finally yeah, yeah, <laughs> i finally realized my passion in life photography and video and the last year has been a whirlwind, but I'm loving every minute of the learning process. I appreciate all types of photography and I'm still developing my own style. Here below is a recent shot of my girlfriend, Mel, showing off the new Rimmel lipstick range. She's a fashion and beauty blogger. And if you want to check out any of the work I do for her, just go to melaniemay.me and you can see what we've been up to. I also do a lot of landscape photography and I built my website at the start of the year, which is BLK Media. Media.com.au, which I'm planning to add more fashion product and video content over the next few months. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, he said, P.S. Gina, it was so good to meet you. And thanks again for everything you and Valerie do for this community. Wow, what are the odds, Gina? <laughs> what are the odds? What were you doing at the time? So it's so random. It's uh, I was on uh, it, David Jones is like an exclusive uh, department store, and I was actually buying a gift for one of my girlfriends who has had a baby, and uh, I was buying a baby blanket. So I was in the baby section of wow. David Jones, and um, that's where I uh, had a chat to to Benjamin and his beautiful girlfriend Mel. And uh, I'm so glad that you've come in and um shared your work benjamin i had a look on your site and your work is beautiful and i think this this image that you've uh captured of mel wearing the rimmel range i think it's really creative because what it's done is uh instead of having Mel holding all the lipsticks in her hand or have a product shot or something, he's drawn the different lipstick colours uh, on her forearms like mm. tattoos and mm. uh, she's got her arms up above her head and uh, she's that's how she's showing them off, I think. What, what a cool idea, great way to great way to show off uh, the products. So uh, very, very creative and your landscapes 
are really uh, gorgeous, Benjamin. So um, well done. I'm looking forward to seeing more of your stuff in the uh, in the Facebook group. And of course, everyone is so awesome in the group. Whenever someone new joins or posts for the first time, you get all these uh, welcoming uh, notes and uh, lots of encouragement and lots of praise. It's a really positive, inspiring, amazing group of people. I'm really proud to be a part of it. And uh, if you want to have a look at um, Benjamin's landscape shots, that's blkmedia.com.au and they are absolutely stunning. Mm. Now, let's move on to this week's topic, how to photograph nudes as art. Before we go on with that, Gina, what inspired this? What made you think of this topic? Well, I just thought... I, we haven't covered it yet, and I know that um, many photographers, whether you're a newbie or a professional, at some stage in your career, you're going to get asked by someone to photograph them in their birthday suit. And Does that happen to you often, Gina? Yeah, I've done it heaps and heaps of times starting back to when I was at university Val university it was the thing to do everyone just photographed everyone naked everyone was doing at uni everyone was doing self-portraits if you were a photography student you did a self a self-portrait series naked or you did, did you? I did I was the only one that didn't <laughs> I was brought up with a strict uh, Sicilian Catholic mother. I had too many hang-ups, Val, to do that. There was no way I was going to get my kid off. And I still haven't either. I haven't had the, the courage to, to do it and it's not happening. It's not ever going to happen. So um, so I just think that uh, it, I, I can kind of understand that uh, as a photographer, you need to have uh, some level of empathy for the person who is standing in front of the camera naked and, and uh, like it's bad enough being photographed with your clothes on, Val, for most mm. people. They feel vulnerable, uh, mm. you know, exposed in that position. Do it mm. in front of a stranger with all your gear off as well, then it's mm. that's like this whole other level. But um, nude photography and nude, uh, you know, uh, uh, studies of the 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 nude um, of the body have been happening since like the caveman, you know, were yeah. around. So it's like it's it's something that's uh, uh, been a, a staple throughout art history. And, uh, you know, at first we were drawing the human figure and then, they, you know, then we were uh, painting and sculpting. And then as soon as photography started, we started photographing, you know, the human figure. And... Mm. There, like nudes have been shot in in lots of different ways and styles, and as they are today. And then you know you've got all sorts of um, little subgenres in there. And uh, I notice that uh, you know obviously there's the whole other side that we're not even going to talk about, but the the whole erotica <laughs> and soft porn, which you know that's a whole other world. I'm not interested in, but I do notice that I've got on my um. Chrome, when I open my browser, I have it set to 500 pics, which is uh-huh. a, a website that features uh, photographers. And so when I'm searching for anything, that it'll automatically open to that first. So I get like an inspiring photo of the day whenever I search yeah. for something, right? And yeah. it's beautiful. But something in the last week or so, it accidentally went from the setting that I had it to, which was editor's choice, and it went to popular instead. And I kept mm. wondering why every time I opened Chrome, I would get a sort of soft porn image <laughs> of some okay. 80s looking. And I'm like, well, they're obviously, and they're the popular ones. So what I what I want to say is when I'm talking about uh, nudes, it's not any of those shots that I'm talking about today. Okay. It just seems to be really popular. It's arty, tasteful, beautiful portraits um, where people happen to not be wearing any clothes. And how... <laughs> how to prepare for that kind of shoot as a photographer, what to do on set, how to prepare your model for that sort of shoot, how to keep them comfortable, how to plan the shoot, and some ideas on lighting and poses and safety as well. Safety. There's safety involved. (laughs) Okay, sure. (laughs) All right, so where do we start then? All right, so – 
as I said, I, I um, have shot a lot uh, of uh, nudes in, in my day, Val, and I think, I, as I was saying, I, my first were inspired by photographers such as Robert Maplethorpe and mm. Herb Ritz, and I mm. did, like, a number of commissions for – there was a magazine uh, running in the 80s and 90s called Black and White Magazine, and I it was shot a, a lot of – fantastic magazine. An and, amazing um, magazine. Yeah, so it was basically a lot of – well, it was black and white photography and it was a real emphasis on photography and artistic photography. It was printed on a really fantastic kind of matte stock. Um, mm. It was – there were often celebrities who would agree to be photographed in the nude but they weren't in a Playboy kind of nude. It was all very, very artistic and a lot of famous people would only be shot in the mood if it was for Black and White magazine because they knew it would be done um, professionally – and artistically as well. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was was a great magazine. So I shot a lot of athletes and actors for that magazine, Val, and then Mm -hmm. as well as there was a lot of private commissions from bodybuilders and Mm. uh, I've done some calendars and all sorts of stuff. So let's have a chat about the types of nude portraits that you may get asked to do as a photographer. And so okay. you're saying that you're not sure if you could do it, Val, if you could photograph someone or no, I don't you have your reservations? I, I don't know. I, I, I just, it's so far out of my comfort zone. I'm not sure whether if somebody asked me, I would be able to do it as in be the photographer. Mm. Mm. I have to admit like so, I said, I can do I can do skimpy, but not actually nude. <laughs> well, maybe you could uh, ease your way into it by doing uh, implied nudity rather than full on nudity. Okay. Yeah. Maybe as mm. a, as a start, mm-hmm. um, or you could do just um, sort of ha- half nude, which is just the the top half, and let them wear clothes. But there's all sorts of ways. So I see, uh, and I have done a lot of uh, pregnancy nudes, oh, uh, yes. where you know, and and that's uh, re- really popular, and 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 it can look amazing and beautiful. I've done a lot of nude portraits. Uh, obviously, uh, fitness shoots are really popular as nudes, as are yeah. couple shoots, like. Uh, uh, engagement shoots I guess or just oh. couples who are um, further along in their relationship that that want to be photographed as a, an arty nude shot and a lot of people just get to a point in their life where they're, they're, they're just, they just want a record of how they look and that they might be at their you know ha- they've lost a lot of weight or they've gotten mm. really fit or they just are really happy with their body and so they want a record um, of that stage in their mm. life so they'll, they'll ask for t- you know, a photographer to take a, uh, a nude portrait. And, um, and so, and, you know, just even uh, parts, using parts of the human body as art. So it can be quite sculptural. So there can be little details, but arms and hands and feet uh, can look really beautiful. So like, don't forget the little details. And then for you, Val, there is also the implied nudes, which is mm-hmm. what a lot of people um, photograph as well. So it looks like you might be nude under that hat that you're holding in front of your bits, but, uh, you know, it, it, who's to know? So that's that's another thing that uh, a lot of people do, and uh, certainly I've seen it with the pregnancy shoots where there might be uh, some – some material or something somewhere in the shot just to add a bit of softness to the shot as well. So I have a question. Now, I understand obviously pregnancy nudes, it's because they want to capture that life stage. And I can certainly understand people who, you know, are fitness models or who, um, as you say, have lost a lot of weight and want to just capture because they're feeling their best. And I usually associate nudes with really great bodies. Have you ever been asked to shoot nudes of people who uh, don't have great bodies? Yes. And why do they want to do it? Because they're just like it's it's uh, it can be a really beautiful thing, and when it's done well, and and it's like by well, I mean that the photographer and the model are somehow in sync. It's done. Um, uh, it's done really beautifully. It, there there are. 
there are no sexual connotations to the shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen women that are of every shape and size and men of every shape and size. And it just becomes about the texture, the tone, the vibe, the feel, the background, and it might be on location or it may be in a studio. But if it's done well, just like any portrait, it can be mm. the most beautiful thing and it's like it's, it, it doesn't become about the, oh, she's a size this or a size that. It just becomes a shot about a beautiful person and, and that's what you see when you see the shot. And so it can be mm-hmm. uh, quite beautiful if it's done well. If it's not done well, mm-hmm. it can look um, and that can come down to the wrong lighting, the wrong pose, even the wrong glance, and that can be all about the energy that the photographer brings into the room. So, mm-hmm. and, and it can change, uh, you know, there's a very, very fine line, Val, between something looking like art to use the wrong lighting, have the wrong pose and the wrong expression on the person's face and it starts mm. to lean towards, um, you know, that sort of 1980s yeah, bad right. sort of. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Saxophone Got music. Got the idea. Yeah, Got yeah. the idea. <laughs> All right. So let's say, you know, we're going to shoot noons. What's the first step? So the first thing you do is uh, it's all about the planning. Um, as as confident, like even if you are, like you've now admitted, Val, so if you were doing a nude shoot, you feel you would be a little bit uncomfortable. And I mm. think it's great that, that you are acknowledging that. And so you can plan around that. So you, you're thinking, all right, I feel uncomfortable about this. I'm going to be a bit nervous. I should over plan. And um, I think that, you know, even if you think you've got this, uh, it can be a bit confronting uh, for anyone to be faced with having to photograph someone who's naked. It's just that it's, it's not, it's not something we deal with every single day. So to, to be able to have your lighting work out, have your poses worked out, have your studio or the, the location that you're shooting in um, all sorted out and all the little details sorted out is going to make it much easier on the day and means that you can focus on uh, developing a connection with your model, making your model feel really relaxed and comfortable in that space. So a week before the shoot, I'd want to be um, having a chat to the model and talking about like just little basic things about uh, body grooming so that they've got their body looking right and that's, uh, you know, making sure that they've, uh, if they're tanning, that they don't have any tan lines because that, that can be a lot of work to have to retouch that. And mm. uh, if they're doing uh, the spray tan and the waxing that they get that done, um, not the day before the shoot in case there are any um, breakouts or, mm. or anything like that. So take care of all all that, that grooming detail beforehand. Uh, little things to remember that uh, you ask your model that uh, on the day when they're coming in, and, uh, and also this is uh, particularly important for older models as well to avoid wearing uh, very tight clothing like tight, uh, tight socks or oh, yeah. uh, tight um, pants because uh, the older you get, the longer it takes for that, um, the, the, the lines in the skin. You, do you, when you wake up in the morning, Val, yeah. you, know, you know, like after you had that 10-hour sleep, yeah. how long did it take for the pillow marks to leave your face? Oh, <laughs> I know. I'm so oh, paranoid. I know. So I'm so paranoid about, about the pillow marks that I specifically <laughs> buy pillows that are just so totally flat and just so don't get creased so they never leave a mark. It's I know what you mean. <laughs> Because it's just like, you know, and you seem to think like when you're like young, you'd wake up, you go, oh, pillow face, and five, five minutes later it was gone. But mm. the older you get, you go, why is it still there? And Three days like, later it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> One day I'm just going to go, it's never going to leave, is it? I just yeah. have the pillow. Um, so mm. things like that are important because what you look you can get rid of uh, things like the sock lines or the the lines that uh, you you get from the tops of the jeans and things like that you can get rid of them 
but why give yourself the extra work? And and, and yeah. it's like you may as well just ask them to wear like really uh, soft um, flared pants or elastic but really yeah. soft or drawstring pants that that, that, that yeah. like allow the, the, the skin to breathe and, and you won't get those marks. Um, and to bring – uh, a bathrobe that they can and a warm bathrobe that has long sleeves that they can put on so that you, like you've done a shot and then you might be tweaking lights or adjusting something so a robe that they can just throw on in between shots so they're not feeling you know 100% exposed the whole time and the other sure. thing to remember is uh, slippers Val because when you're doing mm. nudes of people um, especially if you're changing the pose if you ever have shots where you see under their feet and they've been walking around on the studio, their feet are going to get dirty and oh, so that's yeah. going to show shots. So uh, mm. you, you want to avoid their feet getting dirty so slippers are a good idea and also to have um, wipes, uh, wet wipes for the feet uh, as yeah. well. And on the day of the shoot, things you want to have are like um, – you might might want to consider uh, a hair and makeup artist, and they can be really handy just for adding sheen to the body, mm. uh, color to the to the skin. Uh, and there's also um, really good things they can do with uh, tanning and toning and just evening it out. With and so as much, if you can get as much of that preparation done before, like on the day of the shoot, it's going to be a lot easier when it comes to post-production and making the skin look beautiful. So that's a real help in evening out skin tones. Um, and uh, the hair and makeup artists have like different, I've seen all different kinds of oils for sheen. Uh, so it's not just straight up baby oil. There, there are really, uh, I, I find that's just, again, too shiny and starts to look like, that magazine from the 80s that doesn't exist, you know, anymore. It's it's kind of really low end, I think, to use baby oil on a nude shot. Yeah. So you know, it's nice. And there are some really beautiful products that that give a, a sheen to the skin that show the um, – that will make it look 3D and beautiful, but it's not – it's not that super, super, super shiny. Um, yeah. So it's more like um, you can get like a, a co- coconut oil, which is more like a matte sheen. It gives that nice luster to the skin, but it's not mm. over the top. And uh, there are even better better products to use. And, and uh, other things that you might want to consider are using something like a fan or a wind machine to the hair if you're photographing someone that has long hair, and that could be a man or a woman, um, just to add a bit of uh, – a bit more life into the shot and even if you are doing a shot where you might want to have um they may be naked but they might have uh some sort of uh silky piece of material or something that just might be a part of the shoot that that might be sort of blowing in the background as well so it adds a bit of um movement and life to the shot um so you always you also want to make sure that you plan your shoot and and know your the the style that you want to shoot in it's this 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 isn't the time when you've got a naked model on set to go all right so what i want you to do is maybe stand there nah why don't you try nah i mean it's hard enough when they're dressed so but if you've got some it's just like that just adds a whole other level of uh stress to the shoot so don't just have the model and then think the idea on the day. Really have a definite idea of the style, the style of lighting, the look and feel, the um, the textures that you want to have, the vibe that you want to present and, you know, be really definite about what you're going for and that's what you want to create. And it's the kind of shot where you don't want to be trying to do 50 different shots because that actually dilutes what you get in the end. So I think it's better with this sort of thing and it's like, okay, I want to do a nude. You're going to, you know, in that session, that one or two-hour session that you shoot, you might want to get that one hero that you will sort of tweak the variations slightly and then you might want to just add – 
uh, a few details into that shop. But make sure you're really definite and you you can go on uh, websites like maybe Pinterest and, and find mm. uh, similar shots or a similar vibe and build together a, a, a simple little um, uh, lookbook of ideas where that you can reference and uh, build your actual shot. So, um, and the same goes for your lighting. So make sure that before your model arrives on set, Mm. you've had your lighting tested and ready to go. So when the model arrives, it's basically a matter of, you know, taking the first test shot and you're away. It shouldn't be a matter of, okay, this isn't the time, Val, to be busting out your 20 lights set up, (laughs) you know, where it's like every little, oh, no, I just got to get that that highlight on the big toenail, just just don't move, don't move, and we're going to put now blue gel over the background and just the middle finger there will be have a yellow warming gel. Um, I think keep it simple is uh, is the best thing. So make sure that you have a friend who or, you know, a stand-in that that poses and they can obviously be clothed clothed for the pre-shoot or you use your model but uh, allow them to have their clothes on for the pre-shoot and to pre-test the lights. Yeah, great. Okay, good advice, definitely. The last thing you want if you're in the model is to be, you know, the photographer fart assing around with all that other stuff. <laughs> did I just say that? You did. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> so classy sometimes. I think um, all the teachers at your very beautiful school that you went to would be very proud of that. That's our Valerie. Look at yeah. her. <laughs> Look what we taught her. Yeah. They'd, they'd be saying it's um it's that Gina. She spent too much time with her. That's Our right. Ever say those words? That's right. <laughs> so the next thing, Val, that you want to consider when you're doing a shoot like this is privacy of the model. So if you're working in a location that um, does have people sort of walking through, or it's not that private, it's a like you might be hiring a studio, it's an open space, or you're working in an environment that um, people can easily uh, walk through the space and see what you're doing. You need mm. to kind of um, make the space a closed set so that it's just an environment that only it's you and the model and no one else can see what's going on. Just keep mm. it private. Um and, uh, and 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 make it as comfortable as possible. You also want to make sure that uh, you heat the space. And mm. this is so important, Val. When skin is cold, it it can get a uh, blue red tint to it and uh, goose pimples. Is that is that the correct term, or is that yeah, have I just made something? Goose pimples. Is it yeah. goose bumps? Mm. So you get that like that um, dimply look to the skin, and it's very very difficult to retouch. And also uh, the blue the blueness uh, of the skin, and also a red t- tint. And some some people get like a mottly look to their skin when it's cold mm. and again that's all extra work for you and also the fact that the poor model is going to be shivering and cold uh, isn't going to help with the with the shoot so make sure you almost need to overheat the set make it too hot yeah. for you because you know everyone on set is clothed so it's not a problem but when you're, you're not it's freezing so think about that and I often have a couple of heaters uh, also running that are up close to the model that would be blowing warm air on them as well to keep them as comfortable as possible. I think another important thing is that even if you're using a professional model or a professional actor who you know wants to get these shots done in fact, a lot of people who, even though that they've asked potentially to get the shots done, that doesn't mean that they're going to be totally comfortable. <laughs> they are still going to feel vulnerable. So um, that's why these things like the heating and the close set and stuff like that are so important, even if they are, you know, ready, willing and able to get their shots done. You just never know what's what the attitude is going to be when it comes to the to actually doing it. Exactly, and you just you just want to keep things, um, you know, as easy as possible for everyone. So all those little one percenters, Val, they're little one percenters, little thoughtful little things that uh, just make that person know that you're 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 thinking about them and you value their comfort. 
Um, all right. So let's talk about uh, some gear here, Val. So in terms mm-hmm. of shooting, I prefer to shoot long for this sort of stuff. So longer lens. I find that uh, when I'm using, say, a wide angle lens or a you know, uh, standard lens isn't bad, but then the body on a 50 mil lens looks like the body looks in front of the mirror every day. So I don't think you're kind of, if you're documenting the style, if that's the style that you're going for, then, um, you know, work with that. I, I like to um, make the body look better than it does in real life mm. in some way. And so I find that the uh, long lens uh, does that really well. It compresses everything. It brings, brings the background closer. It also means that when I'm shooting long Val, I'm not in the model's personal space Mm. so they're already naked if I'm shooting um standard or wide it means I have to be like very close to them or like shooting over them and that's awkward for for everyone I think so I would rather have the long lens be right back give them their space it just feels better it looks better and i just think it's a it's a better way to work that's that's my preference uh for that okay that makes sense um all right so Next thing we want to think about is uh, keeping the whole shoot really simple. So you could go ahead and find uh, an amazing location and all these fantastic elements, bring props in and everything, but suddenly we start to lose a sense of what the hero of the shot was. And in this case, we're celebrating the human body. So I Mm. think... To start with, and look, that's not to say that I haven't seen, I've seen amazing environmental portraits with the nude figure in them where they've gone to fantastic locations Mm. and it might be like an epic landscape and Mm. to give that that epic landscape scale, they've added a a nude figure and it's just so unexpected and especially when you see it in black and white, you've got like say a black sand beach, uh, rugged skies, rugged cliffs and then you've got somewhere in the frame a tiny naked figure. Amazing. Yeah. But as we're starting out, I think it's best to just um, keep it simple. The best nude art shots that I've seen have been against simple backgrounds, black or grey, um, and uh, the the human form is the hero of the shot. Now, Herb Ritz photographed his male models to look like Greek gods, and he sort of used – he did add some sculptural and textural elements from nature to emphasise mm. this, and he did it beautifully. He also used uh, – the like midday to 2 p.m. sun, so that hard sun uh, light to sculpt his bodies. And uh, I think he was the absolute master of that. And Maplethorpe also just used simple black backgrounds to accentuate his his human form. So um, it doesn't need a lot, just Mm -hmm. keep it simple as well. And same for the poses, Val. It doesn't need to be over the top. Uh, I, I like to give my models a little bit of direction so I might have an idea, okay, this is the shape that I want to create and I might show them. I might show them an image or give them uh, a bit of a pointer and then mm. you want to allow them to interpret the shot their own way because often people will – reinterpret the shot or just add their own sort of personality into the shape. So can you and, give some uh, examples of that? Like what direction, like I've, I'm thinking about it at the moment and I'm kind of at a loss as to what direction I would give them on or I can totally think of the direction I would give them if they were clothed <laughs> because I, I, I've just done that so many times. But I, I don't even know where I would start to think about what direction I would give for a nude. Can you give us some examples? So let's say I was uh, shooting an athlete, Val, and I was doing a nude portrait. And so often when I've done athletes, I might – the twist might be that I might add uh, the – whatever their – their sport is so say if it's a female basketballer uh, I might have her I might have her shot 
uh, shooting her from behind. So you just mm. see the her, her, the her back shoulders and her, her butt and she might be holding a basketball. So I'd basically say, okay, this is how I want you to stand. I'd go in there, I'd stand like that, I'd have the basketball, except I'm clothed, Val, and she's <laughs> not, you know. Um, okay. And, and, and if it was a male, I'd just uh, replicate the poses and uh, and so – Okay, so uh, let's say they're not an athlete because athlete does have a theme, you know. Yeah. They're, they're just someone who wants a nude shot. What, yeah. what direction or how might you determine what direction you would give those people? So, again, it's like I have an idea of how I want them to look and I'll basically just show them how to stand and it depends on the vibe that I'm going for. So if mm-hmm. it's something a bit softer like a pregnancy shoot, mm-hmm. often they, they they do have a, a softness to them. So I'll, I'll, I'll have the pose set up and, and, and usually when I'm doing a pregnancy shoot, I will angle the body um, in such a way that – all we're seeing is really the bump and we're not seeing any other um, uh, parts of the, the body. So uh, that, that's that's uh, my focus to to make sure that, you know, we're covering up what needs to be covered up and it's all that whole uh, less is more approach. And, again, it's it's – Here's the thing uh, for anyone, and and I'm sure we will hear about this, but for anyone who's done a nude shot, it's it's the sh- a shoot, it's awkward for the first minute mm-hmm. or two, and then everyone actually forgets, even the model forgets, and it's like I, every shoot, every naked shoot that I've ever done with. Mm. Um, I've provided robes, I've had a clothes set, I've done everything possible. Within half an hour, the sets suddenly open, the models forget to put robes on, everyone mm. is so comfortable and, like, it's just everyone, we we just get over it and we're sitting there focusing on, wow, that's a really nice highlight and we just change it and it just becomes another shoot. Yeah, sure. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so the next point, Val, is uh, create intriguing portraits. So we've all had, you know, we've all been to a party, right, where uh, mm-hmm. where we you and I know <laughs> where we've met someone who's yes. told you their entire life story, including all the family secrets, in the first ten minutes. Val, have oh, you met someone like that recently? Yeah, have, I don't know. Have I? Yes, maybe I have. Maybe you have. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. uh, what happens when you meet a person like that? You kind of go, oh, my God, that was a lot of information. That's a lot of information. Do you want to see them again as a general well, rule? Well, it depends whether they were energy sapping or non-energy sapping. But and I, what is I know the answer for you. Scenario? Huh? I know that the answer for you is that you do not. No. Mm-hmm. It's too much. At, it on, is a lot. On, like I do love to find out someone's history, but <laughs> I want to discover the, these parts of them bit by bit by bit. It's sort of this like, you know, slow reveal basically. There's a yeah. bit of um, suspense. The person's intriguing. Sure. A great portrait should be intriguing. You want to draw the viewer in. So uh, – a tasteful, arty nude should be the same. There should be an element of intrigue about the shot. It's just like, you know, we, we're not – it's – it's. you look at the shot and you go, oh, wow, that's really beautiful. You look at it again and go, oh, my God, I didn't notice that little highlight there or that. There's, there's something that you notice every time you look at. It's like an intriguing. So um, – I like to try and shoot that, that I'm not giving everything away. I like to keep my uh, nude portraits uh, on the less is more scale. So I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm generally keeping it um, – I'm not giving everything away basically. Okay, yeah, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, that's that. Uh, now, this is an important one, Val, and it's attitude, and that's the attitude of the photographer. We've talked mm-hmm. about this on uh, about you know lots of other shoots where we say that you know you, you it's it's the ad, the photographer sets the tone for the entire shoot, and so your attitude as a photographer on set is going to set the tone for this shoot as well. So uh, you you need to be um, bear that in mind. So uh, 
your model will be feeling nervous and vulnerable. So it's important as photographers. And I, I mean, like I can sit here as a woman, it's kind of, I have that advantage and um, I just sort of want to address uh, that side of it for the guys who are saying, well, you know, as a woman, I guess it's easier to photograph another woman naked or a man naked. We kind of have that edge, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a little bit easier, but like what we've still got that, that we've still got to show that same level of kindness. And I've seen uh, female photographers that can be a bit uh, abrupt and coarse and still can, you know, leave people um, feeling uncomfortable and uncertain. So uh, I think uh, across the board, um, we just need to uh, sort of up that level uh, in this in this kind of shoot of showing kindness, uh, respect. So the, the, the praise, um, you, you, you're praising how beautiful the lighting is, how amazing the hair light were, you know. So it's and, – and I don't – I obviously don't need to go into the fact that, you know, we, we avoid saying, the wrong things or being that that sort of that photographer that says the wrong stuff on those shoots Mm. all right okay um when it comes to lighting as well as the backdrops Val keep the lighting simple so as again it's not the time to bust out 20 lights for this um You want to make sure that uh, you're, I think it's because it's about being a body shot, there, um, you want to think about the kind of lighting that you use. So a front light, so light front on, like daylight, is going to flatten everything. So if you are working with daylight, make sure you position the window to the side of the model so you're getting a bit of modelling and that shows off the shape of the body and makes it look more sculptural. So side lighting defines everything. And Mm -hmm. daylight can be really beautiful and soft and so that can give a really nice feel. Hard sunlight, as I gave the earlier example with uh, Herb Ritz, can really uh, add that sculptural element to a body. So if you were shooting um, a male muscular figure outside, you could get some great definition using hard sun or replicating that sort of light in a studio using a hard light source as a downlight valve. You know, we talked about this when we're doing selfies in the bathroom. Hey, <laughs> Yoga Beach Bay <laughs> should do a um should do a nude shoot. Oh, you can't be serious. Why not? <laughs> yoga Beach Bay. Come on, Yoga Beach Babe. You know you could have like like a like flowers in your hair, Val. And Tina, that's it. I'm not gonna be doing a yoga nude bo- uh, beach shoot. I can yoga tell you that now for nothing. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. So um, <laughs> the other thing that is really beautiful and you might want to consider as lighting is feathering your lighting. So if you're working with a large light source like a large softbox, mm-hmm. rather than having the light actually the entire softbox facing towards the model, you have it so that um, it's almost uh, parallel to the model. So the light actually, you're, you're getting the feather part of the light, like it just skims the model and it's a much softer light and a beautiful wrap or mm-hmm. bring the light right up close to the model and uh, drop it right down so you get this uh, beautiful wrap. So just, uh, ha- you know, have a play around with that. And this is something that you want to have worked out and correct before your model steps onto the set. Mm. Do you have if any you, comments on model uh, on um, uh, color or black and white for nudes? Uh, yes. Uh, so let me just um, get this little point in about my GI Joe doll, though. Val. Okay. Um, Let's talk about GI Joe. <laughs> so if you're unsure about how to photograph the male for the 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 body, mm. get yourself a uh, a superhero doll, a GI Joe doll that like anything, and you can get them. I saw hundreds of them as a at a, a like one of those garage sales yesterday. So like you can get them for a, mm. like a dollar or something. Jeez. Get yourself a superhero doll or a ninja turtle or whatever the, whatever you can get that has uh, the human form, like muscles and things like that. Then get yourself a torch 
And uh, wait till it's night time. So you've got a dark room, and so the torch is the only source of light on the bottle body. And um, and you can see the effects of the light. What's it look like? Top light. What's it look like? Side light. Uh, front on. And you can see at a glance how. And this is how you can plan your lighting setup for your uh, for your right. body. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Great it's idea. Really handy. It's Great really idea. handy. Yeah. Everyone needs a superhero anyway. <laughs> Everyone needs a superhero doll. Mm. I've got so many of them. Um, yeah. So when it and I'll, I'll address the black and white uh, color issue as well, Val, um, in my post production part. All right. All right. Yes. I'm on, on a roll here. All right. Get, just... You keep going on your roll, Gina. <laughs> keep going. So I think with pose, I prefer images that look candid and natural, and I think we avoid just forget about taking any inspiration from any of those 1980s uh, <laughs> magazines because okay. they're just hideous, hideous. Okay, <laughs> um, by the way, we are not talking about the 1980s magazine Black and White in this instance. No. Which is no. a lovely magazine. No. Mm. Um, so soften the energy on set. So if you are a male photographing female uh, models, m- maybe consider having uh, a female assistant and a female makeup artist on set so you're bringing mm. more female energy onto the set and that will automatically soften the energy as my daughter's poor boyfriend frowned out when he moved in with us and he's like, there's too many girls in this house. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Because, you know, suddenly he's getting into all the reality shows that we are and, uh, you know, that's what happens. But I think that's – a really good way to um, just have a, a nice uh, energy on set as a male photographer. If you're a big guy and uh, like a you know typical uh, what's what's a, an alpha male type, then yeah. uh, maybe bring the you know make the make the energy on set a bit a bit softer. But just by having that the female assistant and the female yeah. makeup artist might make it easier for uh, a nice experience uh, for for nude photography. Um, Great idea. Don't forget to photograph details when you're shooting. So you've got your hero shot, which would be the the actual nude. So that might be a, a landscape or a portrait, whatever shoots a shot suits the mm-hmm. uh, the actual shot but don't forget to do things like details of hands details of feet you know mm-hmm. d- like little details because that can really make the shot I love photographing people's hands and feet I think they're really beautiful I think hands um, in particular look really beautiful and I think that can be a nice part of the shot so so let's just say you were shooting a um, um, a pregnancy shot Val, and there mm-hmm. might be uh, where the person is clutching um, some satin to their chest. Uh, mm-hmm. So you might want to come and get a detail of the hand holding onto the satin. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, it could could make a quite a lovely shot. Um, okay. All right. Just finally, um, remember protect yourself. So you don't obviously avoid. Uh, don't photograph underage models and underage uh, varies from country to country but basically you want to make sure that the person that's modeling for you is uh, at the age where they are allowed to legally sign a contract. And you know what, cite their ID. Uh, Yes, because cover yourself on all levels, that's a really good point. Um, And on that note, I I think as uh, anyone doing a nude shoot I wouldn't do it on my own as a woman Absolutely. and uh, as a male with another f- photographing another female uh, you just never know these days so I'd always uh, as a matter of protecting yourself have another person on set with you um, and make sure that you have uh, a model release signed and you clearly state what the shots are going to be used for and define uh, what the how the images can and can't be used. So it's just a matter of uh, that's just simply, you know, protecting yourself. Yeah. Um, finally, Val, uh, your post-production question. I think definitely um, – uh, nudes do look best as black and white. It's just uh, it takes away all the distractions from the shot, and I, I really do prefer that. Although I did do a series for a um, a calendar where rather than doing them in 
uh, color or black and white. I actually just desaturated them so they still looked color, but they mm. were really quite desaturated. So there was kind of a, a good compromise, uh, a good in between. So, but I do, I do prefer um, black and white, or you could tone them. And you want what to do make. What you mean sure- by that? So you might have a, like a brown tone or a blue tone. So it's black and white, but in the shadows you'll have like a blue tinge or um, right. it's black and white and there might be a slightly golden, a warmer tone to the to the images. All right, right so you, right. so you can have um you can have blue black, you can have uh, brown black, you know, you can have different versions just when you as well as white, you can have warm white or cold white. So you can tone them and that can change the whole look and feel of the shot. Um I think it's also really important that when you're working with um, skin that it, it does, you, you do need to do uh, some retouching. on. And I mean, you don't have to. You can leave it completely uh, looking natural, but I think uh, just a little bit of retouching on the skin just to get rid of any uh, like little blemishes or spots mm. and, and, and marks and things like that just helps give it a, a good uh, professional look. Right. Now, you've covered quite a lot of fantastic stuff that and stuff that I you know stuff that I knew kind of from a common sense point of view but it's but certainly stuff that um, I hadn't even thought of but one thing I still want to go back and ask you about is the pose because in terms of posing um I I would love to know if you have some go-to poses, say, for nudes. Because, for example, if you said to me you're, you're photographing, I don't know, like a businesswoman or, um, you know, a regular mum, pick five go-to poses, I reckon I could pick five go-to poses. Yeah. But I definitely could not pick five go-to poses for nudes. So do you think maybe you've got a handful of go-to poses that you've used with nudes that um, would be a great starting point for us to um, try out, and and let's assume they're not famous people or athletes where you can have a theme like a basketball or you know a tennis racket or whatever, um, or a swimmer. Uh, they're just regular people. Can can you think of a handful of go to poses yeah, that so it, it, we can yep, start it, with? If I'm going to the regular, like, everyday body, Val, I take my inspiration from the artists from the Renaissance. And so when you see that, that those poses, they've got um, uh, all, all the models then were probably uh, not not sort of athlete uh, shredded bodies. They were right. probably more maybe a size 14 or size 16. So they had the beautiful um, curve of the body and that's mm. what I want to capture. So if I'm shooting a female who's uh, that sort of uh, beautiful curvaceous shape, then mm. I want to really emphasize the curve. So I'll, I'll go to that. So it would be like, a, 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 like it's a Rubenesque kind of body that's yes. where I take my in- inspiration so uh, I go back and I look at artworks Botticelli's birth of Venus I've mm. done that pose uh, many times before and that's like might be one that I do for female um, for pregnancy shots or mm. just as a general so that entire contraposto look is mm. uh, might be the shot that's generally not the opening shot because it's like that could be a full frontal shot and that's probably mm. to start with uh, might be a bit a bit much. Uh, often uh, I might also do uh, what I love to do is – uh, the nude, but I give them something like sheets so they look like they're lying on a bed. Oh uh, yes, they, they, they have to that like they'll be lying uh, on their on their tummy, and that's mm. usually a good way to start uh, a nude shoot because it gets everyone feeling comfortable. They get to see themselves on the yes. screen, and they go, "Oh my god, the hair and makeup looks amazing. My body yes. looks amazing. I'm loving right. this." And then you can you can take it to the next level and the next level, and maybe finish on. Um, the 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 more revealing shots, uh, and I also love to do uh, shots where they might be sitting uh, with their knees in front of their body, so oh, it's just like yes. hugging their knees, and that's just a really simple, beautiful nude shot. It's yep. nude; you can't see anything. Yeah, that's you know. A good- and that's mm-hmm. a that's probably one of my classic uh, go-to, and I'll do that as a. 
uh, front-on shot and mm-hmm. also you can turn them side-on and uh, do it as the same shot where they might be resting their head on their knees as well and it's just mm. like all cocooned up. Uh, so it's all skin not mm. and it's that, going back to that idea of making the portrait look intriguing rather than the friend who tells you everything in the first five minutes. <laughs> Like everything, Val. That person told us everything. Okay, calm down. It's all right. <laughs> we don't need to relive it. All right. There's some great go-to shots. I, re- I really have a picture of it now and I hope you listeners have uh, a really good picture as well and may be tempted to try out your own nude shots. Now, the thing is, Gina, some you're in a position where some models and actors and athletes, of course, have approached you or magazines have approached you as well. Uh, to photograph people in the nude, but not all of us are in that position. If we want to perhaps try taking some nude shots, do you, but we don't really want to ask our friends because we know they're going to say no. <laughs> um, do you have any tips on how we might be able to do that? So there's organisations like Model Mayhem that you might want to approach and there are models on there that, uh, you know, 90% of their folios are nude and they do something called TFP, which stands for Trade for Prints. So these models will work for photographers in exchange for uh, images that they can use to build their portfolio. So they're, they're emerging models looking to build their portfolio and they'll pose for you. So that's a good starting point and again Uh, on uh, that I would add that um, when you're looking at some of the shots they've uploaded if they've already done the nude shots then I think yes it's safer to approach those people than if they haven't done any so what you can do as a photographer on model mayhem and there's also um Star Now is another one uh, that's uh, located in in many parts of the world. But you can post an ad saying, uh, models wanted for TFP shoot. And then you've got the options to check box, is there uh, nudity involved in the shoot? And check, check, yes, there is Mm. nudity. And uh, and then the models who apply – there's models who uh, adjust their profile to say that they refuse to do any nudity and then there's models that are quite happy to do it. So you'll, you'll get different ones. And it's very easy to find a model that will agree to do um uh, you know, some nude modeling. And again, but just make sure you cover those uh, things where I've said protect yourself if you're a male or female photographer, make sure you've got someone on set with you and you cover those uh, details in the contracts and um, away you go. Definitely. And I do recommend if you are a male photographer that the um, the other person on set is a female if you're shooting yes. a female. Yes. Okay, fantastic. Well, um, that was really inspirational. Why don't you have a think about what hashtag Gina challenge is for this week? If you're new to this podcast, every week we have a challenge and it's called hashtag Gina challenge. And we upload our photos into the Facebook group, which you can find if you search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook. It's free to join and it's where all of our listeners hang out and we hang out as well. Now, each um, week we have hashtag Gina challenge and that's a theme or topic or some kind of instruction which you can interpret however you like. In the past, we've had everything from, you know, hashtag grunge or hashtag black and white or hashtag film. And uh, this week it is hashtag what, Gina? So it's art nude and uh, – but remember it's Facebook so um, <laughs> uh, it needs to be – Make sure it's PG. PG, so I'm going sort to of PG, PG nude. If there is such a thing. PG so be, nude. Yes. Yeah, so so no, that, no. That's a challenge for you to be more creative, and a challenge for you to put uh, shots in Facebook that you know really we don't actually want you to show anything. So you can no. certainly take those shots if you want to, but don't upload them into the Facebook group if they do show you know bits. We want to 
just stick with the PG kind of nude for at, at this stage. So we'd love to see your shots if you're up for the challenge to take nude shots or, or as Gina mentioned, implied nude shots, which uh, may work for, for most yes. people. Even if you're doing a little bit of off-the-shoulder off action or something like that. Yeah. All right, fantastic. So uh, make sure also that you sign up for Gina's newsletter, which you can do at ginamilitia.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-I. Where you get all sorts of goodies that only newsletter subscribers receive. So um, make sure you sign up for that ASAP because it's just, it's such a great newsletter. Um, I love it. Uh, and until next week, what are you up to in the coming week, Gina? Okay, so I've got a couple of shoots. I've got a musician and what else am I shooting? I'm shooting a, a book um, cover as well. And oh, wow. Getting myself oh, – there's heaps, Val. You? What are you okay. doing? Oh, am I seeing you this – no, next week. No, you're seeing me next week. We're going to hang out week. next week. This yeah, week yeah, I'm yeah. actually going the opposite direction. I'm going to um, – I, I live in Sydney and I'm going uh, north to Brisbane where I will be uh, teaching people – running workshops for people on how to build their profile. And, uh, I thought you were the... going to say you're doing running workshops. I'm like, Val, there's <laughs> no end to your skills. It's like boogie border, macrame <laughs> – and now you're doing running workshops. That's yeah, just like the machine. No, 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 not running, running workshops. <laughs> um, and the following week I will be heading south to Melbourne yeah. to hang out with you. Woo-hoo. Yes, it's going to be fun. All right. Uh, now where do we find you online, Gina? So I'm at ginamilitia.com, so that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A, and I'm also at Gina Militia on Twitter and at Gina Militia on Instagram. Fantastic. And you'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I'm also in the uh, podcast community on Facebook, so feel free to reach out to me there as well. And, of course, just another reminder, make sure you sign up to the newsletter at GinaMalisha.com, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.